Hello, and thanks for joining me with the uh, podcast, The Psychology Report. You know, over recent years, um, almost 20 years now, we have had a change in emphasis in the field of psychology and associated areas of science. In the past, we used to look at behavior and how people behaved and what they did and how they felt and how they treated each other and their strength or their personal emotional contribution to life was based on some kind of an analytic form of thinking that comes out of your childhood or comes out of your relationships with your parents you know from years past and as a child and um, we always emphasized what went wrong what was the thing that somebody did not do what was the thing that was missed what was the thing that led to mental illness or to a major stress related problem of an individual and uh... we've now shifted from that to a field of what we now call positive psychology now in contrast positive psychology was uh, or is you know, looked upon as the human strengths that buffer us against mental illness or a stress-related disorder of some kind. So that people come not with a history of inadequacies and wrongdoings and uh, things that went wrong in their childhood, but we come now with a sense of strength. We all have strength. We all have a contribution to make out of our strengths and with our strengths we then relate to people and we have an effective life and we minimize the opportunity or the chance or the factor of having some kind of a mental illness now strengths as an example you know would be things like courage and optimism and personal skill and work ethic and hope and honesty and perseverance these are kind of some of the traits that everybody comes with and obviously the point being is that we all have different levels of strength some of us have a strength in one area stronger than another area and we develop our strengths over time and we learn to become more of a particular kind of person we learn to become more optimistic we learn to be more happy we learn to be more uh, skilled in our interpersonal relationships we learn to be more courageous you know and so on so that's positive psychology as to how to take the strengths of an individual develop them and let them be the basis on which an individual relates to his world it's important to understand that uh, and accept the you know, basic tenet of uh, positive psychology and this is what it is we come to be who we are through the social learning process now we learn to walk and run and skip right we learn to speak our native language uh, we, by, and we do that by imitating others we learn to treat people respectfully by being respected and imitating respectful behavior in others we learn to solve problems we learn to resolve conflict life is itself is a summation and the integration of learned behavior patterns to which we have ascribed meaning and purpose and a future direction right so that's what positive psychology is really all about 
And uh, we take some of these traits and say, okay, now how can we develop them? How can we become more of a person with that particular trait? And how can we relate to our world more openly and effectively and in a positive kind of way? Well, let me just take one trait or an example of that, okay? And that's the trait of happiness. We know that happy people have much fewer problems than people who are unhappy. We know that happy people are more productive, they're more successful in school, they're more successful in their work, they're more successful in their marriage, their family life, they're more successful in their church relationships. There are just more relationships, or there's just more happy and there's more positive outcome in all areas of relationships with happy people. They die happy. If you live happy, you die happy. You're able to kind of just take that happiness and make it work for you in all areas of your life, throughout your life, right to the point of death itself. Now, when you look at the word of happiness, uh, there are three components. Let me just make it simple, okay? And, uh, you know, kind of define happiness. We'll make it a very simple one and uh, easy to relate to. There are three components. You know, if I were to say to you, have a good day, that's one component of happiness. If I were to say to you, hope you're having a pleasant day, that's another component of happiness. And if I were to say, have a meaningful day, that's another component of happiness. So those are kind of the three simple components of happiness. Now, let's take a look at what that means, okay? If I were to say, have a good day, that means I would hope that your day is not particularly stressful, that your day is free of stress, so that your day can be enjoyed and appreciated, and that you can make the day a full day of experience for you in your life. So a good day is often associated, we generally associate it with a stressful event that's absent, or a stressful series of events that are absent from our life, and we live above the line of stress. Now, if I were to say to you again, have a pleasant day, we generally mean have a day that's full of fun. Have a day that causes you to laugh. Have a day that causes you to feel joy and to feel enjoyment with people around you. Have a day that's relaxing and enjoyable. That's what that would mean, to have a pleasant day. So that there's kind of an emotional uplift in your day. That's the other part of happiness, the second component. But if I were to speak about having a meaningful day, I would expect or I would be thinking that your day was filled with reflection, that your day was filled with spiritual encounter, that your day was filled with helping somebody, giving something to somebody, sharing your life with somebody, enriching the life of somebody else, making your life above the line in terms of being a giver, not a taker a giver of life, a giver of joy, a giver of satisfaction and peace and enjoyment. That's what those three things mean. So when we look at happiness, very simply understood in those three words. Have a good day, have a pleasant day, and have a meaningful day. And if you have a day filled with those three things, you're going to be a happy person. Now, let me tell you about the life of Hazel. Now, Hazel was a lady I met in one of the nursing homes. I visited many, many, many nursing homes over my years to provide a treatment program for the residents of a treatment of a nursing home. 
One time I was as, visiting as many as 25 nursing homes in the course of a month. And that would mean I saw lots of people. Well, in the process of that, I happened to meet Hazel. And in the context of my usual practice, I would sit down on the bedside and I would try to find out about that person, try to learn a little bit about the person. I'd ask out the story of their life. I'd ask a little bit about their history. Ask a little bit about the things that made life meaningful for them and enjoyable and, and just have them reminisce about their life a little bit and share their life with me. And I did that with Hazel. When I asked Hazel to just generally tell me about her life, here's what she said. I'm going to quote a little bit here from her, okay? She said this, I lived a good life. It was marked with love, low stress, engagement, compassion. And it was very satisfying. So here you are. She lived a good life. She, so that's the first component of happiness. She went on to say this. Second, she said, My husband was a very pleasant man. And we had a pleasant marriage together. We went on, she went on to say this. We had fun together. We would often go to dinner and dancing. And enjoyed our family life together. And our extended family. We had a life uh, of healthy living. And we savored positive feelings. So here you are, have a lady that not only lived a good life, but a pleasant life with her husband. And she reflected on the things that the two of them had done together, of dinner and dancing and enjoying family life and just having a healthy life and savoring, savoring the positive feelings that were associated with these kind of events. So she had a second component of happiness and that is a pleasant life and then she went on to say this I always try to be of help to others she continued by saying this she recounted the many organizations that she had helped in her community by as a volunteer this was her way to give back something larger and more permanent than herself interestingly she had two other female roommates who were uh, experiencing dementia and benefited from Hazel's willingness to give a little help to them. And she would often comfort them and help them as a need arose. So here she was in a nursing home herself, in a room with two other women with dementia. And as a happy woman, she got out of her bed and helped her roommates at a time of need. She was a helper. She was a giver. She shared her life. She made other people's life a little bit better, a little bit more meaningful by sharing her efforts or sharing her work or sharing her concern, her empathy, her love, her care, you know, for them. So Hazel was a happy woman. She lived a good life. She had a pleasant life. And she was a giving person throughout her life. And as a result of that, as a result of that, happiness came to her. It wasn't because she was happy that she did those things. She did those things and became a happy woman. Get the right projection here. Get the right direction. Happiness doesn't make you do certain things for other people. You do things for other people, and as a result, you experience and share in the happiness that comes from the giving and the sharing. Now, here's just a couple things you can do. You want to you be a happy person? 
take those three points and work on them. Make them part of your life, okay? But let me give you four very specific things you can do over the next five to seven days, okay? Be friendly to someone each day. You will in turn, as a result of that, gain a friend. So do something every day for the next several days which would be a friendly gesture to somebody else, okay? And here's number two for the next five to seven days. Start writing a gratitude journal. Every day, write something down on a piece of paper, perhaps in a little notebook. We call that a journal of something that you feel good about, something that you feel uh, thankful for. Do it as a gratitude journal. And when you write gratitude, you're going to feel gratitude, okay? And then number three, practice a random act of kindness during the course of this next week. Now, I would go one step further and not just make it a random act of kindness. That means you're just doing something kind to somebody that you don't even know and maybe will never see again. But make it more specific. Find somebody who needs kindness. Find somebody who would benefit from kindness. Somebody who would thrive on your kindness, your act of kindness, and do something for that person in this next week so that you are, are seen as a kind person, but they experience your kindness. And that's number three. And number four is this. Identify what you consider to be the five top strengths that you have. What are your five top strengths? Write them down on a piece of paper. Discuss them with somebody. Share them with somebody. Reflect on them. Live them. Uh, try to manifest them. Try to show those five strengths in the course of the next five to seven days. Every day, do something that would show that you are a person of strength in those five areas of your life. Now, that's happiness, okay? That's happiness. You can go to all the different kinds of, of um, definitions of happiness. You know, it's not just a smile. You can go to all uh, philosophical positions about happiness. But basically, it comes down to those three things. You have a good day. You have a pleasant day. And you have a meaningful day. And you share with other people in such a way that they would have a good day, a pleasant day, and a meaningful day. And not only will you experience it, they will experience it as well. And then we start to live in a community of happiness. We start to live in a home of happiness. We start to live in a business of happiness. We worship in a church of happiness. We live in a community of happiness. When those three components are part of the life of all of us, that share that community together. Well, anyway, thanks for joining me today on uh, the podcast. And in the um, preparation of this, I would just uh, looked. I looked at my book, uh, which is Achieving and Living a Healthy Lifestyle in a World of Stress. And you can get that book from my website, booksbyhedberg.com. And that's where you'll find my book, Achieving and Living. A Healthy Lifestyle in a World of Stress. Because in that chapter, I talk about happiness and optimism and healthy living. Okay? 
Now I also want to refer you to the Green Gables Care Home. The Green Gables Care Home. Here's a little mom and pop operation. They have about six or seven different homes for the elderly, kind of an arranged loved one that needs that little extra care and needs a home to live in and somebody to care for them in a loving way let me refer you to the Green Gables Care Home and you can go to their website GreenGablesCareHome.com GreenGablesCareHome.com and look it up and make contact with these people the the owners of this are mom and pop operation they study their staff they have a long-term um, experience here in the Fresno area, in the Clovis area, and um, I recommend them to you. If you're in that kind of a need, you have it yourself or you have somebody in your family that needs that kind of care, .com. Anyway, nice to have you with me, and thanks for joining in, and bye for now.